Well, good morning and welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you all for being part of it. Our special welcome to those that are up at stairs in the loft. I want to say hi to you guys. So if you want to turn around and look at the camera, those are people that are upstairs at our alternative seating space. Um, right now they are enjoying a champagne brunch. Um, <laughs> furnished by the Ritz-Carlton, just to let you know some of the things we have up there. Luxury seating is there. It only costs them 11% tithe instead of 10% tithe, so we don't have to worry about that. Hey, well, I'm glad you guys are here. Uh, I'm Paul, one of the pastors here, and it's my privilege to, to be with you guys and to kind of go with you through the holidays and the season and even into the new year. Where did 2017 go? You know, it just flew. I mean, this one flew by um, even more and more, and the, and the older I get, I forget even more, so I don't even remember half of 2017, which is probably pretty good in my senility and all that, but happy almost 2018. I hope you had an incredible Christmas time. I hope you spent time with friends and with family and wherever you were, whether you were here worshiping Jesus or maybe at another place, um, I hope you had a great opportunity to celebrate the birth of, of our Savior. But now we kind of move to the last big chunk of this whole season, which is New Year's. And, and we have the parties going and all this kind of stuff that's happening. And there's also part of New Year's is always the New Year's what? resolutions, right? We all make resolutions on that one. At least 70% of us will make resolutions on this. And these will, these will be things like goals, and we will talk about promises, and, and we will say things are really going to change. I mean, we, this is the year to do it. I found this. This is kind of funny. It's kind of clever. Go ahead. I can't believe it's been a year since I didn't become a better person. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, isn't that true? This year, 2017, I'm going to be a better person, and it never worked out. Next one. My New Year's resolution is to stop lying to myself about making lifestyle changes, and we sometimes really understand that. And, and if you're a parent of a kid and it's New Year's, go ahead. Next one is this one. Here's to trying to stay awake until midnight on New Year's Eve. You, you just, it just doesn't happen. In fact, now that my kids are grown, it's, it's awesome because it's like we're in the gold resolution is to get in bed by 10.30. So it's really, 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 really wonderful. Why, why do we make resolutions? I mean, why do we? I mean, it's, it's the calendar year and it's, and it's a good thing to, to, when you flip the calendar, it's a good time to say, okay, now's a good time to start. You know, this is now the time to start making the changes that I would, I've always wanted to make or that I need to make or that I've been thinking about making. And we do it because we say, man, there's some things in my life I just want to become better. I just want to become better at or better with or better doing or things like that. And, and we all have this kind of this need in our lives to grow. I mean, to improve, don't we? I mean, that's why we read certain things and that's why we learn new skills and all that. Living things, just if they're alive and if they're healthy, they, they really do want to grow. I was, I was digging around in, in one of our planter boxes and there was a bulb that's there. I don't even know what kind of bulb it is, but it is starting to shoot out some stuff. Why? Because it wants to grow. Because living things want to grow. You want to grow and I want to grow. We all kind of want to as well. Now, there's part of that's true in our spiritual lives as well. And, and, and I, I, I don't want to take it for granted too much that you, we all understand what a spiritual life is. It's the internal part of us that God has placed through Jesus Christ. And if you're a follower of Jesus, it's there and you know it. It's the part of you that connects with God on the basis of your relationship to him through Jesus Christ. And if you don't know if you've got one, then we're here for that too. And we'd love to talk to you about how to really personally know God in a real and deep and meaningful way. 
And, and it's make your life right. I mean, it makes your heart right. And it energizes so much of everything that we are. You, you might be able to hear I've got a cold. You know, I kind of got a cold going on here, and that's why I'm giving you fist bumps instead of handshakes and all that, because I just don't want you to get it, even though somebody <coughs> gave it to me. You know, I'm not going to give it to anybody else on this one. And I mean, I don't want to name names or anything like that. <laughs> I know where I got it from, but his initials are Mark Heath. So it's not so <laughs> Mark had a cold last Christmas or on Christmas Eve and, and 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 I'm sure I got it from him, so it's his fault. And so and uh, you know, you, you know, when you're getting you just you just feel dead, you know? It's like every cell in your body is saying don't live much longer, you know, and that and that's you know, that's the way I feel, and and so now I can get up and, and do this, and so so and that's what a, a virus does. It will kind of tear apart every cell. It'll tax every every cell. So I'm I'm getting ready to come here, and and and, and I'm saying, Liz, I'm just so tired, you know. I'm afraid I'm gonna fall asleep while I'm talking, which will be a change instead of me. You guys falling asleep for changing. <laughs> but anyway, um, she said, "Well, try this stuff. She's got some kind of energy metabolism vitamins, you know." And so I said, well, wh- why not? So I popped two. They've got like 10,000 grams of caffeine in them or something like that. So I'm, 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 I'm kind of crawling out on my skin right now. But what it does is it now it metabolizes whatever it does, those same kinds of things. It makes me, me spin out. Now, on the, on the inside, those are the things that are going on. Spiritually, the same thing is true. Okay? The things that are going on in your heart, in your mind, and the spiritual component of who you are as a person become energized and become strengthened. And I believe that, you know, we as a church, but you as an individual, say, as I go into 2018, I want the spiritual component, the spiritual part of me, to be strong and to be energized and to be the best ever. And so, so this is what it says in the, in the Bible. By the way, if, if you're looking at your notes to try and follow, don't bother. It's, it's, a, it's the wrong thing. I put the wrong thing in because I was sick this past week, and you can blame that on Mark, too. So... Um, so just listen. For 2,000 years, the church existed just fine without inserts. Let's go make it go another week. Okay. But just follow the screen. And, and, and this is so cool. This is in Colossians. And it says this. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. You know, there it is. Just why? Well, then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. I mean, that's great. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. And when you're producing every kind of good fruit, who benefits? Everybody around you. All the while you'll grow as you learn to know God better and better. And then it says this, we also pray that you'll be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you'll have all the endurance and patience that you need. And may you be filled with joy. I mean, look at at the words that come from spiritual strength. Power, endurance, patience, joy. You know, so we can talk about our, our weight goals or our mileage goals or our, our, our other routines that we want to do or get rid of. How would you like to be able to say, boy, at the end of 2018, I was strengthened with power and I had endurance and patience and I'm filled with joy. I would say, man, I, I'm really not sure I could top that with anything, you know, with anything. So how do you get there? How can we, how can I, how do you, 
how can we get there and get get out of that rut and so so we're going to look at a, a book called Philippians just just a por- portion of it and it was written by the apostle Paul and and um he was a guy who planted churches and he gives us ways to strengthen ourselves for what God wants in the new year. And it's, it's a process that we can go through. And boy, you know, if you get the process, great. If you can get the heart that's here and the, the drive and the desire, that's better. First of all, evaluate. Be honest with where you're at. Listen to what Paul says. Not that I've already obtained all this. I've already made perfect. I do not consider myself yet to have taken of it. And now it's an amazing statement because it was made by the Apostle Paul, and if anyone had the right, I guess, to claim he had it all together spiritually, it would be him. You know? I mean, he wrote half your New Testament. I mean, that was written by Paul. In fact, he's the guy that we would go to theologically for spiritual growth. I mean, he's the guy. He kind of wrote, he, he wrote the book, you know, of, of, of how it all works. He single-handedly spread Christianity throughout the Roman Empire. Global impact kind of a guy. Again, he's the guy we go to to learn spiritual principles of growth. And yet he is very candid and very honest and open when he says, I don't have it all together. I'm not perfect. I'm, 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 still, I'm still growing. He's able to take stock of actually where he is and, and who he is. Um, I was up in the attic one time putting Christmas stuff away and I came across our, our bathroom scale. Now, what's it doing up in the attic? You know, <laughs> it does no good up there. And, and, and so, so, you know, so when I see, the, I see the scale there and I'm thinking, you know, I should really stand on this thing and see what the damage that I've done to myself this last year, you know, to put it down. And then I thought, what? Nah. You know, nah, so that's not worth but it really, a scale does you no good unless you step on it and compare. Um, and this is where it's really okay to sometimes step on the scale of your spiritual life and admit, I, I don't have it all together. I really don't. Not, not, to, not to cream yourself, not to destroy yourself and say, I ah, forget it, I can't ever do anything right. But to begin to really evaluate and understand where are the areas that I need to grow in, you know? Because growth can happen and strength can happen and all those kinds of things can happen to be able to say, you know, I've not arrived. I'm not, I'm not perfect. And, and, and this church is really good on that not putting on airs that you've arrived or that you're perfect. I really, I really like that about this place. And the longer you grow as a Christ follower, the more you're just going to be aware of your issues. Okay? I do not hold to that on this side of heaven you'll achieve, and if you're a theologian, you'll get it, total sanctification. I don't think you can get it here. I just think the depths of our sin go way, way down deep, okay, way down deep. And the more you know <clears throat> yourself, the worse you're going to find yourself. It's just the way it is. Now, those things improve over time, but you just find something else that you've got to work on. And listen to what Paul said. This is in Romans. He says, I don't understand myself at all. I don't get it. I don't even get myself. For I really want to do what's right, but I don't do it. Any of you can relate to that one? Instead, I do the very thing I hate. I know perfectly well what I'm doing is wrong. My bad conscience shows that I agree that the law is good. I know I'm rotten through and through so far as my old sinful nature is concerned. No matter which way I turn, I can't make myself do right. Want to, but I can't. I can't. 
And so some of the conflicts that you know you maybe experience this holiday season, it's like you wanted to, you wanted to back down in that argument, but you couldn't. You know, you wanted to give in, but you couldn't. You wanted to let it go, but you can't. And Paul, talking about all this kind of stuff, you think, man, what a horrible person he must be. He's not. Sin was still there in his life. It just comes more insidious, hiding the cracks, you know, waiting to come out. And growing people are honest about their faults. They, they, They just simply are. And transparency is a mark of spiritual maturity. Hiding is not a mark of spiritual maturity. Transparency is opening up and saying, I'm not very good. At, at that. So, so make sure you evalu- evaluate where you are spiritually. Second thing is eliminate. Let go of the past. A lot of times we come into the new year carrying the baggage, and the baggage just slows us down. Paul says this, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. Paul says, I, I'm not going to be all I, God wants me to be if I waste a lot of time on yesterday. 2017 is pretty much done. What you did, you did. You know, it, it's It's over. 2018, you can start new. In fact, every day you can, you can start new. And growing involves learning to move past those kinds of things. Because if you dwell in them, you get stuck in them. Memories and all that. And, and, and forgetting, you know, it doesn't mean that you, you, you kind of blots out of your consciousness. It just means you don't let it affect your present anymore. You just don't let it affect where you are right now. Or don't let it control you or, or manipulate you. You know, I, I said something totally weird, you know, this last week, and I can't chalk it up to the cold. That's one of those, like, why did I say that? You know, why did I say that thing? Why did I say what I, what I had to say? It was one of those, you know, the brain transmission slipping, but the mouth is still accelerating. You know, those kinds of things. You know, the slip, 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 and <laughs> just going. And the thing just spins out. And, and, you know, and, and I do the self-talk. You know, you probably do the self-talk too, don't you? When you say something, you do something, what do you call yourself? You know, me, it's idiot. You know, I said, what an idiot. You know, what an idiot. That's kind of my word for choice for myself. And, and, and I have to allow myself some freedom to say, you know, I, I'm an imperfect person. Of course, I'm going to do those kinds of things. The issue is not me doing them. The issue is, what am I going to do now that I, now that I, I did it? I don't want to excuse it. can't dwell on it. And I can't pound myself to pieces about it. Um, Paul, the guy who wrote this, probably had more regrets than any of us altogether. Um, the Bible says that before he became a follower of Jesus... He was appointed by the, by the guys in charge to be the one who persecutes the church. I mean, you're in charge. You are the chief director for church persecution. If anyone follows Christ, your job is to get, get them arrested and get them thrown into prison. That's you. You do that. You know, and um, Mark mentioned a little bit about Stephen's stoning. Paul was there, and he was fine with it. In fact, he said to the guys who are picking up the rocks, you're probably going to get a little sweaty. Can I take your coats? You know, he was the coat check guy, you know, holding all their coats so that they had more mobility to throw rocks on him. Nothing you ever do will change your, your past. But this, I mean, listen to what he says. This is what, this is what, this is what God does. And this is a, the spiritual component of God who, yeah, God, 
God works within time, but he doesn't exist in time. It says this, long ago, even before he made the world, God loved you. Let's just make it you. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved you, and he chose you in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. There, there, there you go. Long before. It's, it's over. It's over. That's why the Bible will talk about Jesus, keeping your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. The author and perfecter. He did it. Author. He wrote it. He wrote your story. And he perfected it. Third three, number three, concentrate, focus on my future. This is what Paul says. This one thing I do, straining forward to what is ahead, I press on towards the goal. And, 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 and this is the word one with an exclamation point. This is the one thing I do. He said, of all things, the highest priority, number one, highest priority is I strain towards the goal, I press on towards that goal. His whole focus was on living for God. That was it. Life was about God. Every morning you'd wake up, it's God, what do you have for me today? Every day, God, what do you have for me today? It doesn't mean he was some kind of weird person that would stand in you know, end zones with John 3.16. It wasn't that kind of a thing. It was just my whole life is committed to this thing called Jesus Christ. That's who I am, what I'm all about. It's a focus thing, powerful focus thing. I was on men, men have a fishing trip every every fall, and and you know we kind of sit around the campfire. And this one kid pulled out, high school kid, he brought out a laser pointer. You know what laser pointers are? You know those kinds of things that drive your cats nuts. You you, you around here, but this kid was like high school super nerd kid, and he somehow amplified this thing to highly illegal status. I mean, this thing was massive, and you could shine it. You could. You could hit stars with this thing, I'm, I'm really convinced. He's shining across the lake, a mountain's five miles away, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, and this one would not just drive your cats nuts, this one would bore a hole through your cat. I mean, honestly, you, you, could, you could zoom it. And what, what laser is, and I don't understand it all completely, but it, it takes light, and it just what? It just focuses it way down, just potent, powerful light, zero down. And this is what Paul is saying here, focusing my whole attention on this thing called Jesus and who he is, and what he's all about. We set goals for the year, you know, to get the yard done or to redo the kitchen and get the next semester, get through that. And talking to some guys earlier, and it's like to choose the college you're going to for the next four years. And those, those are great. Those are fine. Throw this one in into your to-do list. I want to know Christ. I want to know Christ. I want to experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead, and I want to suffer with him, sharing even in his death. There, there we go. That's what he really, really wants. I want to know Christ. That's why we're going to do 40 days in the Word, so you can begin to understand this whole Jesus thing. Number four and the last one is, is determination. I, I need to stay with it. I remember when we were kids, um, um, you probably did too, you know, if you're riding your bikes and there's a downhill and then an uphill, remember those, whoop, those, those kinds of dips? And, and if you're a little kid, you know, you'd have a little bike. And, and we'd always do what probably you did as well. You paddle as fast as you can downhill and you try and do what up the hill? Coast. Remember doing that? You paddle down, coast. Stupid, but we did it. I mean, that's kind of, kind of, uh, kind of what we did. And, and what it was like is we worked hard when it was easy but we wanted to coast when it was hard, you know, and that's sometimes like the whole human nature, isn't it? We work hard when it's easy, but then we try and coast when things are, are hard. Um, 
It doesn't work. And through those kinds of things, now that we're adults, we learn the principle of determination. Nothing worthwhile in life happens without effort. It takes effort. Okay? And that's, you know, that's true with relationships. If you put no effort into your relationships, they fall apart. It's true with your connection with God. So Paul uses the term this. He says, I press on. I strain toward the mark. I press on to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ. I mean, do you feel the intensity here? This is what I press on for. I press on for this thing. I extend myself. In fact, the, the literal word means I overextend myself. This is, this is, this is my life. I'm not going to quit no matter what. I'll never give up no matter what. And then he said this, I reckon my own life to be worth nothing to me in order that I may complete my mission and finish the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to do, which is to declare the good news of the grace of God. I sometimes, I sometimes think that the, the, um, the enemy to that kind of, of drive is comfort. You know, it's comfort. You ever get too comfortable in life? When you get comfortable in life, things just get, get too easy. You don't, you don't worry about too much. And, and I, I just kind of want to toss this out for us as, as a church family, Mariner's church family. We're, we're at a very interesting place. I mean, I love this place, and, and I love how God has taken it and, and where God has taken it. But, you know, if you've been here the past few years, we didn't have a building, and now we've got this building, phenomenal building that, you know, we paid for, but God got threw it in our laps, and it was awesome and, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And it's really easy to say once you get a building, we made it. You know, we made it. In fact, a lot of people say, man, isn't that great? Finally, guys have a building. You've made it. You've made it. And it's like, no, no, no. Don't ever say that. We haven't made it. We haven't made it because it's not, it's not the building that we have. We haven't made it until every person that doesn't know Jesus Christ on this coast side knows Jesus Christ on this coast side. That's, that's when we've made it. And there should always be that sense of dissatisfaction. In fact, I tell the staff all, all the time, never be happy. I mean, be happy, you know. <laughs> Don't back up. There's a transmission slip right there. What I mean is, never be satisfied with where things are at. Never be satisfied. Don't be. And I tell Brandon, our youth pastor, um, if you see one high school kid that you don't know yet because he hasn't come to youth ministry, do you understand if he does not know Christ or she does not know Christ, do you understand what her life will statistically be like in the next 10 years? Do you understand that? Or Caitlin, the little, little kid, if you don't know him, they haven't come to our youth ministry, don't be satisfied until they come here and they hear about that message of Christ. And for you and for me, let's never be happy on this until they know and we press on and push on. Paul said this, I reckon my own life to be worth nothing to me in order that I may complete my mission, finish the work that the Lord Jesus gave me to do, which is to declare the good news of the grace of God. Never stop growing so that you can be part of that. That should be these are the last words of Paul. Okay, the, the last, the last words of Paul. He says this: I, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord will reward to me on that day. Imagine being able to say that: I did it. I did that. I finished that race, and that's cool. Make 2018 different. 
don't live what I would say, life in the blur, not knowing what you're about. It's about Christ, keeping your eyes focused on him. We have a, we found a little video that's going to kind of help get that into focus. <laughs> so turn your attention to the screen if you would, please. about any of that, what it means, we would love to talk to you about it, because it all, all of us, no matter who we are, at some point have been in the blur, and um, um, we'd love to help you with that. One of the last things we're going to do in 2017 is we're going to take the Lord's Supper here, and this is a time for us to declare and remember again what we're all about, who we are, because of what he did. Up on either side of me, and we have a couple of tables in the back as well for you, there is a um, uh, little crackers, a piece of bread, and, and there's some cup, and, and they're symbolic of that, which is the very most important part of our faith, the very basis of it. God came down. God entered into time and space as a human being, Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said, this is my body. Remember, remember me. This is me. Remember, I came down. And when we take that, we remember that God did that. We're declaring that, I believe. And the cup that we take symbolic of his blood. Um, sacrifice is needed. Someone needs to pay for the sin. Either you can pay for it yourself or someone else can do it for you and God made it so someone else did and that's Jesus. And when you take it, you are saying, this I believe. This is who I want to be, forgiven by him. Mark and the team, they're going to be playing a worship song and, and, and as they're playing, um, come forward and take Go back to your seat, and if you'd hold it onto them, because we'd like to take together as a church family, so just hold on to them. We'll take a pause in the song, and, and you can then take at that time. The song's Cornerstone. It's an awesome song. And as you're holding onto the elements, singing the song, you can just think through, man, this is what I want to base the cornerstone of my whole life on, is these elements, actually what Jesus did, and what these symbolize. Let's worship together. 